Hello everyone and welcome to another creepy, spooky, and all-around October episode of Zing This. You've got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we've got a lot of Marvel news to discuss, actually. Funny enough, it wasn't intentional, it's just a lot of stuff happened with Marvel recently, so we're going to talk about it. First things first, Ellie, you have watched The Gifted Yes, the two episodes so far that have aired. So, what are your quick thoughts on it? We aren't going to go into a full episode about it. That we can save for another time. Um, I mean, I I like it. I enjoy it. They, um, it's it's neat how they keep kind of interjecting that that there are um, X Men out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they try to make sure that you know it, it's in the same universe. Um, people are well aware yes. that it's in the same universe. Yes, yes. Um, the I, I'm kind of happy, of course, with the cast. It has a pretty cool cast in it, uh, and, and the whole family dynamic. Uh, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, it's I've, the first two episodes are definitely really cool. Have some great moments, some really good special effects. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, definitely. Well, you Are you saying really good special effects for a TV show? Is that, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, well, especially since it just started. Yeah. There's a lot of shows that are near and dear to my heart that when you go back and try to watch the first season... Is it... Are you, are you talking about Doctor Who? No, actually I was talking about like Charmed. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Buffy. Like a lot yeah, of those okay. shows, the first seasons, of course they're great and iconic, but... You can definitely tell throughout the seasons as the show has more money, (laughs) this stuff looks better. Um, But like I said, for this being the first couple episodes, looks really good. Uh, Lots of like gripping, oh my gosh, moments, especially the second episode. That was pretty intense. Uh, So yeah. So would, would you recommend it? I would recommend it based off of what I've seen so far. So hopefully they'll keep it up, but yeah, it looks do, good. Do so you far. think it's going to go the distance? Time will tell. All right. I think it's a little too early. All right. You know, of course, the f- first few episodes of most shows are fantastic. So the 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 key is making sure it still has an engaging storyline and and something to really really keep you coming back, and it doesn't get stagnant and stale, and they're not just. The, the only thing I don't want to see, not that I, I don't like seeing cool superpowers and, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that, but I, I don't want it to turn into, it, it's just going, oh, let's see what, what X-Men we're going to see this week, you uh, know? A, a character of the week thing, the yeah, way they exactly. just introduce, like, somebody who everyone knows for a week and then they're gone. Right. It's so like, I, I really oh, I got to go somewhere and... Do something else that doesn't involve you guys. We might bring them back three seasons from now, yeah. but but yeah. So I, I really I I want them to really work on the the storyline and really have a good engaging storyline. That's my main focus, and then have the sprinkled stuff around, so to speak. Awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, to our next topic, real quick, Ellie, have you ever accidentally 
left your phone, like you thought you hung up the phone, then realized, oh, I didn't. Yes. Or butt dialed somebody. Oh, and been like, oh, oh, man, I didn't realize I called them. Yeah. Have you ever accidentally left your phone streaming while going into a premiere of a movie you starred in? And having the audio for the first about 15 minutes of the movie be played over. Accidentally? Yeah, apparently. Hmm. Well, apparently, well, and that would have probably made you angry, right? Sure. Angry enough to hulk out? Right. So Mark Ruffalo <laughs> apparently did that very thing. Fantastic. And apparently, like accidentally was like streaming the premiere like walking down the red carpet and doing all that stuff put the phone in his pocket and didn't realize he didn't turn it off so apparently he streamed now you could just hear muffled audio but still with the way movies are nerds like us are i'm sure people could pick it i haven't heard it yet okay i i avoided it i just heard about him like okay that's something we gotta talk about real quick that's just kind of funny it is funny but speaking of, so we've talked about two premieres. Now let's talk about two upcoming things with Marvel real quick, and then we'll get into our main show. Okay. So I, I, th- I think I'm going to end with, with our creepy stuff. Cause, sure. Because cause, cause it's October, or Zingtober, which by the way, I know we put up a poll. I don't know who won, but we did have a recommendation from two people now that it should be Zingtober. Not mine. Not my thing, even though I think I mentioned it in a previous episode, but I, I will concede to if by the end of the month we can't come up with anything better, this will just be Zingtober next year. So, with that, I'm going to talk about, apparently, Ryan Reynolds got a little photo happy, and he released, I'm just going to talk about two images. They're of his swords. On the hilt of the swords, it has a name on each of them. Be Arthur, in golden letters. <laughs> do you want me to explain, or do you just think we should move on to the next topic for that one? Go ahead and explain, because there might be some people that aren't quite sure. It's the Golden Girls. Why go. not Deadpool have a weird Deadpool-like obsession to name his swords after Golden the Golden Girls? Or one of the Golden Girls, sorry. I think it's fantastic. I think it's hilarious. Yes. And I love that it's in gold writing, too. Yes. So, B. Arthur, congratulations. You are now two swords that Deadpool uses. <laughs> I'm sure there... I know there is other stuff they put photos up of that I could probably look at and be like, oh, that's that. I'm like, nope, right there. Plain and simple. Perfect. Now for the final thing. Trailer that I wasn't expecting. And I'm still trying to figure out how I feel about this. So, we've talked about... The Gifted, who are a group of new mutants. But let's talk about the actual group called The New Mutants, along with their movie, The New Mutants. I feel like I should be getting paid for every time I say New Mutants. I know. But what did you think of the trailer? Not I. How, actually, let's start off with this. How familiar are you with The New Mutants? Not. Same here. I'm, I'm aware <laughs> of them. I just don't know much about them. But the fact that it's going to be a horror movie based around kids with mutant powers, I'm like, that's growing more and more interesting as I think about it. What do you, what did you think of the trailer? Huh. Huh? That's what I thought. Is, is it because they didn't show much of them using their mutant powers or anything? Or it's just, 
you, you, you don't know how to take it. Gosh. Um. Gosh. I don't know yet. I, obviously, so don't get me wrong, clearly, I don't want to sound ignorant. Mm-hmm. There are tons and tons of source material for DC and Marvel yeah. of horror, scary type stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's out there. Obviously, they haven't really monopolized on it because mm-hmm. that's not typically what they that material yeah. isn't what they normally use for movies. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, I don't think the trailer really did the material justice. Okay. I thought they were just trying to, it looks like a cash cowy movie to me. Oh, right. Um, you know, horror. Mark genre. your calendars, everyone. Ellie's making a call right now. <laughs> well, now I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like, you know, they're just, they're picking up a thing and going, oh, let's do this one now because it's different. You know, I I don't know. I I need to see more trailers. I wasn't that impressed with this trailer. It might be really awesome. You never know. It seemed more like just a horror movie trailer. Yeah. Because like I said, since it didn't really feature any of them showing off their mutant powers per se, who knows with all the, you know, wall coming alive and everything like that. Because um, the main antagonist in this is supposed to be a character known as the Demon Bear, who can draws their powers from negative human emotions. So I mean, them being stuck in like a horror, like, uh, like a haunted house scenario, right? Would definitely play to that character. Well, is it supposed to be like a psych ward? Yeah, I get, I don't know. See, that, that's the thing. I, I. Apparently, there is a storyline this is supposed to be based off of that involves the demon bear that they did. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it yet. Maybe that's something we could pick up and yeah. del- delve into a little bit more. But I just think this is interesting because they definitely... It's not something I'm familiar with with the X-Men. And I think it's an interesting way to go. Yeah, like So I we'll said, see it, what happens. It might be great. I just... I wasn't impressed by the trailer. Okay. I just... I didn't Fair think... Enough. Yeah, I didn't think the trailer really... I like I said I didn't see any mutant powers, so to me it just I might as well have been watching a horror movie. Trailer. Right, it looked like, like to me. You know how you have all those B and C like Ouija movies yeah, and all that. Yeah, that's yes. what it looked like to me. It just looked like a, a second rate cheesy horror flick where so, someone's gonna have sex and someone's gonna you know it's gonna someone's check gonna off get all yeah the, so, someone's know. gonna go off by themselves. They're, yeah. they're gonna split up or something. I don't know. I wasn't so, impressed by the trailer. I guess our opinion is this as of right now. <laughs> we need to see more. Yes. Because right now it just looks like a generic horror movie. Yeah. Which would be still interesting with mutants, but at the same time, <laughs> I guess Ellie's claim of it seems like a cash grab might be there too. Yeah. So I guess time will tell on this one. Right. But with that, we're going to go to a quick break. When we get back, we're going to have some monsters among us. Hello, everyone. We are here with Bigfoot investigator and television host Pat Pennypincher. Pat, tell us, why did you ask that we meet you all the way out here? It's simple, really. 
This area has a long history of sightings, reports going back decades. Have you actually seen the beast yourself, Pat? On a monthly basis. A monthly basis? That's incredible. Look, here comes one now. Delivery for Pat Penny Pincher. That's me. Thank you. What's that? And why did a mailman just deliver a package to you in the middle of the forest? This is my cryptid crate. It's a monthly box subscription filled with all kinds of Bigfoot-related items. Each month, a new box arrives packed with amazing cryptid-themed items. All I had to do was go to www.cryptidcrate.com to sign up. Wait a minute. Is this the encounter you were describing? Look at this t-shirt. Awesome! I've never read this book before, and it's autographed? Look at this awesome patch. Holy cow, these stickers are amazing! I've been waiting to watch this documentary, and this is the coolest figurine. A Sasquatch watch? Alright, cut it, fellas. No We're way. done here. It's even got fur on it. This is unbelievable. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. You've got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And we have a monster among us. Good evening. This is Derek Hayes from Monsters Among Us podcast. And it is a pleasure to have you on. We actually met you in person at the Mothman Festival about a month ago, and that was really cool to to stumble across you in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Did you have a lot of fun at that? Because, I mean, I kind of met you as you got there, so... I did actually, and, and you're right. You were the one of the first people that I even saw. <laughs> uh, you and David Flora from uh, from Blurry Photos. Yeah, I had a great time there. Uh, the museum was amazing. It's something mm-hmm. I've been wanting to visit for a, a long time now. Uh, just seeing where the bridge once stood and the sculpture, and you know, the the best part, my favorite part, was uh, all the vendors. There was some amazing artwork there. There, there was. L.A. actually picked up some that we need to... We still need to get that frame. That, I like, know. That, like, cool comic book cover that, like, it has, like, awesome. the sunset and everything, but it's the Mothman's eyes. Awesome. So this, that, that was very cool. But um, for our listeners, if you want to explain real quick what your podcast is to kind of give them a frame of reference of what we will be discussing on Zygnus today. Sure. Well, the easiest way to describe it is it's a call-in show about monsters. Um, basically I play four to six calls a, a week, uh, that are, that are called in on my monster hotline that I like to nickname it, that basically you leave a voicemail, uh, version of your story. I don't interrupt you. I don't, uh, ask questions. You tell your story and I play it exactly as you left it. Um, and we discuss things from Bigfoot to aliens to ghosts, to shadow men, to doppelgangers. We've had all kinds of crazy stuff on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you have. I've. I've actually really enjoyed listening to your show and everything, and it's it's such a cool because it's you never know what you're gonna get every week from when when like I've turned on an episode and it's like okay I don't know what we're going into today, let's see what he's got. <laughs> now imagine me trying to title these. Oh, these I episodes. I can I can imagine, and you've had some very unique call-ins. I know. What was one of your like? Favorite or most we or favorite or most weirdest, or if you can answer both. Who? Uh, my favorite has to be uh, the Mirrored Men. Oh. Which a lot of people don't even know about this, and I didn't until I started receiving these calls. But uh, if you'd like, I can go into what a Mirrored Man is. Go for it. Okay, here we go. Uh, it's 
Well, it's three men, actually, and they typically look identical. They're dressed in, like, a tweed jacket, usually, or sometimes they're robed. Uh, sometimes they just have a cloak without the hood. But um, the distinguishing uh, feature of these entities is that uh, their movements are all mirrored. Uh, so if the guy in the front of the line swings his arm, all three of them swing the arm identically. And they're always seen in, uh, I want to say, like, rural areas. Uh, national parks, um, abandoned cul-de-sacs, just places where you wouldn't expect to see anybody, let alone three strange men uh, identically dressed and moving in sync. Uh, And another thing that comes along with these mirrored men experiences is a chunk of missing time. A lot of times somebody will see one out their window and kind of zone out looking at them, and next thing they know, three hours have passed and the sun is up. So... It's a very strange phenomenon that I'd never even heard of, but I got a call in, played the call, and the next thing I know, I have half a dozen calls flowing in from all across the country of people that have seen something not exactly the same, but really, really similar. There's always some little piece that's that's a little off, but uh, for the most part, they're all very similar and very creepy. I, I will definitely agree with that. That is one of the, I think, first episodes or first few episodes I listened to of yours was one that involved them. And it, it kind of hit home for me. Not that I've had an experience or anything, but <laughs> that I I grew up in a very rural area. We um, Where I grew up was kind of behind us was a national forest. Our property ran into it. So, I mean, you could go hiking technically up a mountainside into national forest. And we used to do that. And it just kind of was one of those things, like when I was hearing the story, I was picturing myself out in the woods, and I was like, I would I would not know what to do in that situation, to be up in the middle of, like, nowhere, not on a trail, kind of just cutting through, and then all of a sudden, because with the reports, they've said that, like, animals and stuff don't really respond to them being around until they notice you, and then everything goes dead silent, Correct. That's true. Yeah, the, I had one call in, I believe it was from Iowa or Illinois, one of the two, um, where a guy was hunting deer and he was in a deer stand. And I think he got there just before sunup, which mm-hmm. most hunters do. Uh, the way they're there when the deer come out. Um, but as he's sitting there, these three men walk across, but they don't disturb any of the animals. The crickets keep playing, the or, or keep chirping, the uh, birds are keep you know they keep their songs going and I, I think he mentioned squirrels or something along those lines and at any point the the mirrored men walk almost right up to this guy's deer stand and as soon as they notice him or maybe it's the other way around I haven't heard the story in a while uh, all these animals just instantly stop which you know if you've ever been in the woods and all the animals stop making sounds <laughs> it's a creepy creepy thing that is yes. freaky ugh yeah, especially if you're out, like I said, like just remembering back to my childhood and everything, like hiking up the mountain with a few friends and stuff, and just if that had happened there or just even by myself, it would have been the most hands down. I mean, running into like a Bigfoot or something, once again, don't know what that would be like, but that I think would, would be, be awesome. It, it would be. It would be <laughs> awesome, but I agree, Elliot. I, I don't agree. think there would be that primal fear because i i listening to the story it it already kind of was like triggering like oh my gosh that would be terrifying yeah that would be and then to have the missing time happen afterwards of like wait where did time the time go would be even worse but there is something i kind of wonder about and i don't know if you're ready for this question about mirrored men yeah let's try all right do you think they could play into the missing 411 stuff 
at all. That's really funny you, you bring that up. Um, of course, you're talking about David Plyde's mm-hmm. 411 books where, uh, you know, people in the outdoors just come up missing for, you know, no apparent reason. And a lot of times their bodies found in a place that was thoroughly searched, um, sometimes shoeless or even naked, and um, within feet of the trail or, 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 you know, a half a mile of help. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say this. I, I feel like there may be some sort of correlation here, um, only in that the missing time that, that these witnesses are explaining could factor into disappearances. Um, you know, who's to say that this is going to be wild talk right now, but who's I'll to be. say that other witnesses of these mirrored men don't miss months of time and, and you know, come back a skeleton or something, you know, there's so much time missing that wherever they go, a different dimension, a mothership, who knows where these things come from. But again, this is crazy talk, but, uh, I, I, I don't want to say yes, but I feel like there could be a correlation. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if that is the safest way to answer your question. Oh no, no, no. It's fine. I mean, like I said, I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to that. Technically. I mean, no one knows what happens with this stuff and it, and a lot of the 411 stuff is very strange. Like I said, the mirror men stuff is just very strange. And since it happens a lot of time in, as you said, national parks are not really, mm-hmm. you know, just out in random places. It was just kind of one of those things. I know that I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask that question to be like, do you, do you think they might play into each other? Because who knows what plays into to the missing 411 stuff, to be honest. And sure, who knows what sure. plays into these, to these mirrored men, too. I mean, that's the other thing. Exactly. You know, it, the mirrored men could be aliens for all we know, interdimensional mm-hmm. beings, something, but that could also be what's causing a lot of these disappearances in the national parks that are featured in the 411 series. So, uh, again, like, it, it, you tend not to want to put a label on something like yeah. that, but um, I could see the correlation. That's, you know, I, I could see how these two could be connected. So, uh, what kind of reports do you like to normally get in? Uh, well, I call for it a lot in the show, and for some reason I don't get a lot of it, but I love Sasquatch and Bigfoot stories. Um, there's something about, going back on me a little bit, I, I enjoy nature, I enjoy retro-style things, like, you know, the Victorian era, or <laughs> anything that's like, I'm a big outdoors guy, so I like old tents and, you know, stuff like that. And whenever I hear a Bigfoot story, it just instantly takes me back to that time when the West was wild and, you know, you, you didn't know what was out there. So when these calls come in and I'm listening, I, I, you know, they could still be in a car and it doesn't matter to me. I just picture this wild frontier where beasts, you know, still roam. So when I get a Bigfoot call in, I kind of correlate it to that and it just melts my, my heart <laughs> a little bit every time. But uh, I do I do love the Bigfoot. Uh, Dogman is the other thing that it's just so crazy and so weird that you gotta you gotta hear these stories. And in fact, I just got a new one in yesterday that's Dogman related. And <laughs> the best part is it's from four miles away from my house. So oh wow, I Dang. know I, I'm so pumped about that one. I can't wait to play that in next week's episode. Awesome. You gonna go do some like. You know, real life. Uh, in in field investigation. Yes, in field investigations. <laughs> the funny thing is, I actually did that last time. I had a local call. Um, I live on top of a mountain in California, and, and when I say that, I'm literal. I'm at uh, almost six thousand feet. <laughs> oh. Wow. So, yeah, we're up here. 
But uh, so somebody reported a mirrored men sighting, uh, maybe ten miles from here um, in the national forest. So of course, the night I got the call, I'm like, oh, I got to go out there. So I drove out there in the middle of the night, had a flashlight, and took the camera and did a short video. Obviously, I didn't see them, but um, that's the fun part when you get to explore and you know uh, investigate these sightings that are close to you. So I probably will go down and at least take a couple pictures. So have you been to like a um, a Bigfoot uh, kind of similar to the Mothman Festival? Have you been to like a Sasquatch Bigfoot Festival? Sadly, no. Um, oh. And I don't even know how I've missed these things. Well, I, like I said, I live in Southern California and I can't find one that's, you know, within a day's drive of where I live okay. now. So that yeah, makes things we were, difficult. Yeah, we were looking, we were trying to find one maybe to go to next year. The funny thing is I grew up near Salt Fork State Park in Ohio. Oh. And they have, I believe there's a conference going on right now, Creature Weekend, I think, is, oh. is this weekend. But um, in the spring, I think it's in May, they have um, the Ohio Bigfoot Conference, which is huge from what I gather. Uh, so I think I'm going to try to make a trip there this spring and, uh, you know, soak some of that in since it is in my hometown. Awesome. So that would be the more of the grassmen, I guess, would be what they would be referred to as. Isn't that the Ohio connotation for them normally? That is, yeah, that's the Ohio uh, uh, nickname, I guess you would call the Sasquatch <laughs> or Bigfoot or whatever you want to call those things um, from that area. So what got you, I guess, I mean, you, you kind of explained it, but I guess what got you into wanting to do your podcast and, you know, get, getting into the the strange and paranormal realm? Well, this is a long story, but I'll try to shorten this one up. <laughs> Uh, when I was a kid, I saw a black panther, um, for lack of a better uh, term. My brothers and I, we were in the woods and um, in our farm in Ohio, and we heard some crashing up in the brush, and we looked across, and there was a uh, five, six-foot long black cat that just went darting across the hillside, and we were 30, 40 feet from it. We were really close, close enough to tell that it was a cat, and, you know, we got real excited and probably should have ran away, but we didn't. Uh, and then when my dad came home, um, you know, we told him the story first thing. He couldn't even get out of his truck in time. And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw that thing last week. So it kind of gave me instant validation, which, you know, my dad saw this. The thing has to be real. <laughs> so that ha that started my interest in, you know, all this stuff. And it just kind of one led to the other. I got Bigfoot, uh, Dogman, UFO, all this stuff. And I'm really into it, and I had no way of... No outlet to, to, I could read as many books, watch as many films as I wanted, but I wanted some sort of outlet. So I started the podcast and uh, almost two years later, it's still around and, you know, still putting out episodes. Awesome. Awesome. Like, like I said, I just, I, I don't know if you've ever told your origin story on your podcast. So I was like, maybe we can get the exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Us comic book nerds always needing origin stories. It, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's true. an important thing. It's an important thing. You got to know the origin to know the story behind it. <laughs> and it's it what can, makes the character. Exactly. And it can always change, too. I know. You can rewrite your origin story. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's awesome. Um, that, that, that is something that is really cool to, to hear about is, you know, seeing like a giant black cat and everything. That's, that's definitely like a different, different um, sighting of stuff. So I don't know if it's too personal to ask. Of course, you probably are a believer in Bigfoot. Is there anything else that ranks really highly on your believability scale, I guess? And it doesn't have to be uh, stuff you got in Collins about. It can be anything. Okay, okay. Um, 
Well, I'll start out by saying that I'm. <laughs> it probably shouldn't be something I say on the air, but I'm not the biggest believer in Bigfoot. I think it's quite possible he could be out there. Sure, I'm not going to negate it, and there's a lot of evidence for uh, the existence of the creature, but I haven't seen anything that really, you know, ruffles my feathers. So um, until that proof comes in, I'm 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 going to side on the skeptic side, but I want to believe. I want to believe very badly. <laughs> Uh, but to answer your question, um, you know, I, I've i had a few experiences in my life that I could file under ghostly. I have saw uh, an apparition more than once. Um, so it's, it's kind of hard for me to completely dismiss that, knowing that I saw something I couldn't explain. Um, sure enough, it could have easily been explainable at the time, but looking back on it myself, I have no rational explanation for what I experienced. So... I, I guess I would say that uh, ghosts and definitely UFOs, I, I think, or uh, extraterrestrials in that manner, um, I think you'd have have to be half crazy not to believe that there's, you know, beings from another planet somewhere. Whether or not they're visiting, that's a whole other question, but there's definitely somebody out there. Awesome. Um, I, I know I've said this before on the podcast and everything, and I really should look up who the quote is from, but it's the it's the quote of, um, there, there are two distinct possibilities. We are alone in the universe, or we are not. Both are equally terrifying. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things to where, I, I mean, I, I, I'd like to, I, I truly believe that we are not alone in the universe. Do they visit Earth and you know, go pick up some cows and stuff? I don't know. It's one of those <laughs> things. I, my, my, my whole perception on paranormal stuff is. The world is a fantastically beyond interesting place. I mean, come on. I, I read comic books and play video games all the time. So I guess I fit that stereotype of that. But it's just looking at the world from, like, if there is all this paranormal stuff, too, it just makes the world so much more mystery to exactly. it. Sorry, exactly. I, I'm, sorry, I'm going on a tangent myself real quick. <laughs> is it sad when you started talking about aliens and picking up cows? I immediately thought of the Teen Titans episode. There's a Teen Titans episode where that happens. Well, no, they don't pick up cows, but it's like the it's like the tofu and beef. Oh, thing. yeah. It, I don't know why. <laughs> Made me think of that. I'm weird. Sorry. Well, South Park did something with yeah. yes, they did mutilations. I believe a long time ago. I with remember the, watching that. The anal probe. Yes, and once again, <laughs> why we can justify on a pop culture podcast uh, that paranormal stuff seeps yay! in through everywhere. Sweet. So I, 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 I know the answer to this because you've hinted at it and I think we kind of discussed it before when we were at Mothman, but what if you had to pick one paranormal show, like your, 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 your top pick, which one would it be? Are you talking about TV shows? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was, I had the same question now. <laughs> um, man, I don't even know what I told you last time, so I, <laughs> I could contradict myself. You know who I really enjoy is uh, Josh Gates from Destination Truth and yes. uh, Expedition <laughs> Unknown. I really enjoy Josh. Um, yep. I feel we, like we, he we kind of has the same approach that I do. We, sorry? We, 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 we love the, um, oh, the, I don't know the Josh we, Gates. I don't know if we should uh, say what say we... we should, should I say... Oh, you you mean you want me to say the thing I, I always used to joke around about? Well, I'll set it up and okay. then you can... Uh, so, <laughs> this guy's awesome, by the way, and 
I, I have very fond memories of Zinger and I sitting on the couch, like, watching Destination Truth, actually, mm-hmm. quite a lot. Yes. And he's so bro. He he is bro in the yeah. best way possible. Oh, no, it's awesome. No but, disrespect but to him. But I, I yeah. always made the joke of, <laughs> this show is a hundred times better if you just imagine right off camera there's a keg. Yeah. In every scene. <laughs> that, that there's just a keg right there with, with, with whoever's not on camera kind of drinking a beer and like, yeah, let's investigate this. Yeah, and we would sit there on the couch and like just randomly just insert our own kind Your of bro. Mis- yeah, Mystery Science 3000 bro it up. And we'd be sitting there going, oh, bro, look at this. Oh, bro, that Bigfoot track. And, you know, it was, it was really fun. It, it so. was one of those things. <laughs> and it, it's just that the show was so great and everything in it was so great. So it was like one of those things that we just added our own nice little little inner monologue to it to ourselves while we watched <laughs> yes well out, outward monologue i guess yes, to each not, other not so much inner <laughs> and it's so easy to do he's such a character and, and he is. Yeah, i've never met him personally but i just imagine that whatever you see on tv is exactly what you get in real life i, I feel like he's one of those guys i feel the exact same way i feel like he he is somebody who is just he, he's very excited about what he's investigating yeah. too and it's like it's he feels he so genuine with yeah. everything he does, like yeah. like he, he goes, gets, out- he gets at the old college try, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, he, <laughs> he doesn't go out there like rolling his eyes. Well, he ends up rolling his eyes sometimes, but <laughs> you know he he approaches every subject, no matter how crazy and off the wall it is. Uh, he approaches it with some you know dignity. He's he's out there trying to prove this thing exists or doesn't exist. He's not. You know, in my eyes, joking around. Of course, yeah. there's a lot of joking around that yeah. happens in the show, which is another reason why I like it. But it doesn't take itself too seriously. But he takes what he does seriously, even if he's you know, poking he, some fun here and there. He's, he's he's having fun with it. He he's he's yeah. having fun with it. Like like I think any of us would if we had that opportunity mm-hmm. too. And I mean, that's kind of how how you approach stuff on your show. Sure. Is, is I mean, you 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 seem to approach everything with that. You know gung-ho attitude about you know this 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 might be the craziest thing i've heard all week but you know what i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna give my opinion on it still and look at it from you know good perspective every from time from another point of view it's not a star wars episode <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry that has come up a lot recently by the way but yeah <laughs> i know <sighs> um no the the show i was gonna mention and this is one that is near and dear to my heart was monster quest oh, oh yeah. yes yes and it is it is one of those shows that I feel like it it, it had a good run, but I wish they had kept going because I've I, I I did so much you know once that show got canceled that I just did so much you know well are they going to bring it back in some other ways they're going to do something else and apparently one of the people on it said yeah we weren't out of ideas by the way nowhere close huh. to being out of ideas of stuff to investigate they just wanted to go in a different direction and I'm like no. But no, like that. I, I mean, that's that, that. That was the show that I think we were discussing while we were walking around the Mothman Museum because I think they had the episode of the Mothman on. They did. In the, yeah, they, they did. did. I now remember. I now remember yep. this. And and <laughs> sure, I'm gonna retract the Destination Truth, which I love. But yeah, <laughs> Monster Monster Quest, which I you know blanked on for some reason. But oh man, that was such a good show. I know. Uh, it, they they took things seriously as well. I mean, there were some duds. Some of the episodes, I'm like, all oh, right, but. It was a it was a really interesting show, and I could see it running again. You know, there's 
there's enough advances in technology now that that show was on what ten years ago, something like that. It's something like that. I remember me and my friend used to sit there and watch it, and he and he would always be like, "Dude, we we all know how this is gonna end." I'm like, "It's not about the destination with this show. It's about the journey every time." Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say it's, it's about the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stop. Well, the the first very first episode, which is where uh, the Bigfoot investigators go to Snellgrove Lake in Canada. Yeah. I believe it's called Snellgrove. Um, but they had rocks throwing on the roof of the cabin, and you know, and they had the refrigerator. This was before they showed up, but the refrigerator was tore apart, um, not with claws, but with hands, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Um, what else? There's something else happened in that. Oh, they had a. I guess they, they create these bear deterrents they put under the doors and windows mm-hmm. that it's uh, a board with a bunch of screws sticking up out of it. So when they step on it, they step down on the screws and, and, and obviously... they got DNA from them. one of them. They so, did, uh, yeah. Ouch. That came back primate, which means it's either a human, like some wild man lives up there and, you know, got caught in that thing or, or stepped on that thing or, you know, there's some sort of creature, I guess. I, I don't know. It just fascinates me. I... All those episodes are on YouTube, by the way, and every <laughs> once in a while I'll be sitting at my desk. I'm like, I'm going to watch one, and I do. It's it's, it's satisfying. They used to have them on, I think it was Netflix, and I'm pretty sure I would just turn it on in the background. Like, I'd be doing something, and it would, like, there'd be, I'd just be going through, like, have that thing come up that's like, are you still watching? So I'm like, yes, I am. Stop asking me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, that's such a good show. I, I can't believe I didn't say that. That that was my number oh, it's, one pick. It's it's no problem. Like, like I said, you, you brought up Destination Truth, which which is definitely <laughs> sorry, one that we. Sorry, sorry, Josh. <laughs> I, I still I still like you, buddy. But Aww. well, I I know I'm not as versed in all this, but um, and I don't know if this counts, so you guys okay. can let me know or not. But um, I love River Monsters. You mean the show or just, you know, River... Like... Well, the show. Okay. Um, and, and I know it's not necessarily like, you, you know... Yeah. like well, it's I, I didn't know if you were, you were talking about, like, you know, Lake Monsters or something like, like that. Or the, or the show, yes. like River Monsters. Yes, I do, I do like River Monsters as well. But I thought that was so cool. And I love the way they, they really told the story and made it, like... Oh. Of, of like these local legends but then it's yeah. like instead of it being some cryptid or some strange it's actually a real life fish yeah or real life creature it was, that's I don't know. one of the few shows where they actually have a conclusion that yeah, this it, is the animal <laughs> they show you the animal it's it's kind of rewarding i, I love that show myself awesome uh, I, I do he does do some sorry to interrupt but he does do a cryptid episode uh oh. he goes to loch ness for it was like a three-hour episode and he ended up I was going to say, I don't think I've was, seen that one either. Oh, yeah. He, he ends up deciding that the Loch Ness Monster is a shark. Oh, which really? I'm not real sure how much I, you know, hmm, take stock hmm. in that. But he went out to, I think it's a Greenland shark, which are these I can three, 400-year-old sharks that live in the bottom of the ocean near Greenland. Mm-hmm. And they, they go upstream to spawn or... I, I'm not sure how he made the correlation of it getting into the lake, which there is a river from from the Atlantic to oh. Loch Ness. It's called the Loch Ness River, but um, or maybe it's the Ness River. Uh, either way, there is it's possible for something to get in and out, but unlikely because there are seals and and other animals like that 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 uh, live in the lake that come from the ocean. Now, um, the the Greenland shark's an interesting shark. I mean, they they are very long lived and they get 
to be almost, if not exceeding, great white size. Wow. Yeah. Length. Yeah. I mean, they're they're big sharks, and mm. they are. I I don't think there's been any attacks on humans that are reported. I could be completely wrong on that. I, I, I will put myself out on a limb and say that. But it's they're in such weird waters right. that it would be very rare for them to, for, for a human to be in those waters just for the fun of it. Because they're always I, in like, ice and everything. I feel like he addressed that in the episode and mentioned something along the lines of they do eat humans, but they're only shipwreck um, mm-hmm. Victims that yeah. sink okay. to the bottom and they're devoured by the shark. Yes. Um, so I, I I kind of feel you're right on with this one. I I, I remember reading or hearing or something um, that information. So on that note, have you? I'm trying to remember now myself. Have you ever gotten any reports for Monsters Among Us of lake monsters or river? Some some like one of those kind of cryptids. Um. Well, yes, actually, one of my very first episodes, I had some sort of uh, lake monster experience. It was a lake I'd never heard of somewhere in New York, and when I looked it up, it was like a 40-year-old lake. So it kind of ruled out a lot of the the monsters for me, but um, no, that's something I really wish I had more of, and it's just hard to get those people to to call in, I guess, or or the the experiences are, are fewer and far between, perhaps. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what got me. Like, if there was, if you want my origin of what got me into cryptids and stuff, I think Loch Ness was what sealed it. Because you know, I was a kid and I was like, dinosaurs are awesome, and then it's like, one might be alive, <laughs> and that kind of opened, I guess, the floodgates for me and other stuff. Um, so, are you, are you a big fan of Mokembe? Um, how do I say that? Mokembe. Mbembe. And yeah. yes, I am very. It's one of those things that. It's very rare to hear about on podcasts and through through a lot of other media, but it's just something that is so interestingly just do I do I believe it's out there? I don't know. I, I think that there's something out there. Like I like I said, I always like 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 to have that little shred of it could be, because what are these people seeing otherwise? But for for everyone out there that doesn't know what we're talking about. Oh yeah, about, yeah, yeah. We should explain. <laughs> Um, Mokele and Bem- I always say it incorrectly. Uh, Mokele and Bembe. Is that right? Yes, that Sounds is. Right. That's okay. that's how I say it. It is a Brontosaurus. Uh, was it a sauropod? It's a sauropod. I guess sauropod class. I through blurry photos, I've learned don't make the mistake of misquoting <laughs> which dinosaur it is. So it's one of the ones with the long neck and tail and the big body. I'm just yes. gonna leave it there. And it's seen in um, I'm gonna blank Congo the country. It's Congo, the Congo, yes, Republic of Congo in mm-hmm. Africa. Um, and I guess translated, the name means um, the one, one that who stops-, stops the flow of rivers. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> no, man, you should host a show about just, it. Just I- let him talk, okay? Jeez, <laughs> singer. <laughs> uh, I love these conversations. You just bring up, you know, a different cryptid and like run with it and see what other people's thoughts are and oh, no, I, you never know you might have seen one i, I, I love know. that i love this conversation like, like i said i i'm a huge fan of comics but i get so few often opportunities to talk about cryptids and stuff like that on the show without shoehorning it in like we did with this but you know what it's fun i i'm i'm, I'm enjoying it. i'm sure our listeners would would love to hear some of this stuff too but i think on the listener point why don't we you, you were kind enough to give us some audio of one of your calls. 
Yes. So why don't we take a moment, and I'll play that for you guys. And when we come back, we're going to take a deeper look into this. Hi, my name is Carrie. I've been listening to the podcast for a few months now. And I just wanted to call in and share a strange incident that happened to my mom and I um, several years ago in Nevada. I'm from Las Vegas, and this happened before I went to college. I was considering going to um, University of Reno. Um, The actual incident happened on the drive back from Reno to Las Vegas. I was driving and um, we had been on the road. If you've ever driven from Las Vegas to Reno or vice versa, there's pretty much nothing in between the two towns. It's just eight hours of desert highway um, with a few small towns in between, but for the most part, just desert and highway and that's it. We had been on the road for about two or three hours by this point and it was just starting to get dark um so we still we weren't anywhere near reno but we also weren't close to vegas yet either and again i was driving um it's a two-lane highway there's nothing around us there's no there's no towns there's there's not even road signs there's no other cars it's just it's a very very desolate drive um so we're driving along and we see this blood smear on the road, which wasn't too strange because we had seen, you know, there's always coyotes or rabbits or something getting hit. But there was just a tremendous amount of blood um, to the point where we both noticed it and we're wondering, you know, what was this? This animal must have been huge to leave such a long blood trail. And, and it, was, it was a long trail, too, so whatever it was had been dragged or, or hit and dragged. And we see off in the distance, there's this shadow, this large, black, sort of hunched-over figure. Um, maybe, I mean, again, I was in a car, but maybe four or five feet tall, to the point where it, it was much too big to be a coyote or a rabbit, but maybe not a full-grown person either so but but like the size of a child or like a kneeling person um but it was so big and strange looking that we and because of the blood we slowed down um thinking that maybe someone was hurt or something and when we start slowing down the the thing turns and we realize that it's not a person it's it's a bird like it and I've seen condors, I've seen big birds before, but this was the largest bird I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I can't even explain it. it w- and it was strange looking. Um, it, it turned to us, we slowed down, and then it spread its wings. And I know how crazy this sounds, but the wings were its wingspan was larger than the whole car and I also know how crazy it sounds because it sounds very movie like but his eyes were red and it it turned and it lifted it spread its wings and it flew over the car just you know behind us and 
it was so large that it obscured our entire windshield like we couldn't see anything it, it blacked out the whole windshield and we couldn't get we both we're both screaming at this point like you know what is this what is this thing um but we, we couldn't get a good look at its features because the sun was setting and it was sort of silhouetted against that um but it was definitely a bird-like creature very dark and it was eating some carcass on the side of the road and I know this is strange enough but I, I would just say it was you know a, a California condor or, or something um but what was weird so we're, we're a little freaked out by this giant thing that just flew over our car and we pull over at the next stop which was I don't know 20 minutes it wasn't very long away um we just found a small little gas station and again there's there's really no towns out there there's nothing out there so we pull into this gas station have no idea where we are and we find out we're in Carver's Nevada which I've lived in Vegas my whole life I'd never heard of Carver's Nevada and I've driven to Reno several times and if you look at a map Carver's is more central it's not on the route from Vegas to Reno there's only one highway that really connects Reno to Vegas and somehow we had gotten off course I have no idea how I mean it's pretty much as just a, like I said like a straight shot eight hours one direction and somehow we were in you know now we're in central Nevada um so at this point we're very confused very scared because we don't even know how to get back to we weren't even on the 95 anymore um on the highway that's it from Vegas to Reno so we had to try to figure out how to get back it, I, I can't again I, I can't really explain what happened we were just driving we didn't notice any changes in the road it was just after that that bird incident um apparently we had been driving in the wrong direction but I just don't see how that's possible um, but the part that really uh, when the other part was that at the gas station we realized that it was 10 at night and the sun had just set like like I said like 15 20 minutes before that because the sun was setting when we saw the bird and that was just a few minutes prior to but somehow we had lost three or four hours and ended up in a completely different area than where we should have been not even should have been it's just there was there's literally no other roads to get to carvers like we would have had to have made the mistake or made the turn off way back in reno and, and we didn't um so yeah um we still to this day we still can't explain it it's been about 10 years since this happened um 
I don't know. If you have any ideas or anybody else has any ideas or anybody's heard of anything like this, uh, you know, when I look it up, things like the Mothman or Thunderbirds pop up, but as far as I know, Thunderbirds don't eat roadkill, and uh, the Mothman doesn't live in Reno, so I, I can't explain it. I can't explain the animal, and I can't explain the time loss or just that feeling of lost time either we weren't disoriented we weren't confused I mean obviously I'm I'm with my mom like nobody's we're not partying nothing nothing crazy happened um so yeah that's my story um just wondering what if anybody else had similar experiences thanks just like on your show, we're going to have you sort of give us the breakdown of what you think it is. And then we'll kind of, I guess, open it up to our little tiny roundtable discussion. Sure. Well, that call came in from Carrie in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, and it was on uh, an episode in season three, I believe. Episode I should have four. this information. Episode four of season three? Yep. Um, so initially, I instantly went to what she mentioned which was the thunderbird which is a native american legend in the desert southwest including nevada um of this larger than life uh raptor this this bird of prey that uh accounts of the wingspan is up to like 50 feet and these things were reported to take uh, women and children away and and full-grown dogs and sheep and all kinds of stuff and uh, like I said, it's a legend. It's you know something that hasn't really been um, validated in any way, except for there was one newspaper article in the. Uh, I actually have this information in front of me here. Um, <laughs> this was in the Epitaph, which uh, of course it doesn't tell me it's an Arizona newspaper. But at any rate, on April twenty sixth of nineteen, I'm sorry, eighteen ninety, two men reportedly shot and killed one of these creatures. And they kind of stashed it away and went to get a newspaper guy. But by the time the newspaper guy returned, the creature was gone. So there's no proof. But allegedly there's a photo, but no one's ever seen the photo as well. So it kind of seems like one of those, um, what do you want to, what do you want to call those it's <laughs> tall I, tales? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've, I like the Thunderbird legend. I think it's very interesting. It definitely goes back to, you know, the Native Americans and stuff like that from their tales. What well, do you know what their tales are? Well, it, do you? Uh, well, oh, being okay. that I have some lineage in right. Native American history. All right. Um, actually, the Thunderbirds are used in a lot of totem poles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge symbol. And, um, you know, they basically consider it a, a being of supernatural, a supernatural being of power and strength. And what's really cool is... If they get into, like, when you get into a little bit more in-depth with them, um, the Thunderbird is a symbol of thunder, lightning, and storms that are created when they fly. So because of them mm. being so large, they create these, um, you know, these storms. storms. And it's really it's really neat and exciting. Um, I'd, I'd love to, I'm not going to now, but um, I'd love to go into more detail. I actually have books, some, like, the you know those books that we have that have yeah. like the myths and the different yeah. things um the bedtime stories if you will <laughs> um but they have some really really cool stories dealing with 
a lot of the, you know, campfire and a lot of the stuff when they would sit around and, and tell stories to their children and everything. Well, maybe we could look up one of those and maybe submit one if it has to do with the spirit realm for our friend Derek's Halloween episode. Ooh, that would be oh, cool. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just, I think they're interesting creatures and... I know a lot of people say that they're they're harder to believe they exist just because, you know, can't imagine nobody ever seeing one of these recently and have, like, yeah pictures of them. But I think they're really interesting, though. Well, to, to go off of that whole mythos, I'm not trying to pick apart the mythos of it, right, but yeah. a lot of bigger birds of prey will fly in front of a thunderstorm, like, you know, ahead of a thunderstorm because of the updrafts and the wind. Mm-hmm. It... it, it, it it basically is like cruise control for them. They they waste a lot less energy and can travel great distances by doing that. So that's, I'm sure, where the Native Americans got those legends from was seeing these birds flying over. And then right. this storm came from behind them. But I, once again, I'm going to be my fun little... There, there's a, there, there might be a shred of truth here. How that's, many people, that's really clever. How many people really pay attention to the size of birds sometimes they're way up in the sky right you you have nothing to judge scale on really technically so who and by the way how many people really do pay attention to the sky sometimes now with with birds and stuff it's probably like a non-thing so who knows well you're you're dead on there in it's really difficult to judge scale with nothing there to you know compare it by uh, and, and the other thing that's crazy is there are some really large birds out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the California condor, which I don't think lives up in that area, but now oh, maybe it does. Who knows? Um, they can be up to four and a half feet tall standing on the ground. That's wow. a big bird. Yeah. And then, you know, at wingspan up to 10 feet, that almost covers an entire road. And that almost fits this, the description that Carrie gave of what she saw. All right. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to... Put on my tinfoil hat real quick, because <laughs> I had a different angle hearing this story. Now it doesn't match up perfectly, but I have to put a tinfoil hat on for this one because I'm going real out there, people, real out there. She had missing time and was completely in a different spot, which is something I immediately picked up on as that is really interesting, because a lot of people who have abduction reports. Also reports seeing abnormal sized owls, and then, and but then when they're asked to describe them, they describe them as almost. It's like their people are like, "You're describing a gray alien," because like, oh, they had these big black eyes and they were gray and they were you know about four feet tall and it's like that's not a bird, that's an alien. And then they're like, "Well, I had missing time after I saw it." And I don't know. I mean, this doesn't match up perfectly because the creature had red eyes, right? But at the same time, I don't know. It's just I kind of thought I'm like that. That that sounds like someone talking about an abduction scenario. So maybe I'm just maybe maybe, maybe I'm going too far out there with this. But that's that, that's kind of what came to my mind. Well, I don't think you're too far off because in my notes right here, I have in giant letters owls. So <laughs> um, the funny thing is, I just covered this on last week's episode mm-hmm. um, where we had, in fact. I want to say like four or five episodes back, I had a guy call in that when he was a child, a chimpanzee walked yes. into his room, messed with his pajamas, and then walked out. Oh. And, 
And then last week, I got a report from somebody that said, um, it's actually a friend of the show, Captain Catfish, if you guys are familiar. He's mm-hmm. an awesome cryptid uh, rockabilly guitarist and singer. Anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm a, I'm a big fan. But um, he was describing that when he was a kid, a figure that looked like the, you know, the um, European version of Jesus Christ, you know, the white guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it kind of looked like him. In fact, it looked just like him, he said. So I'm wondering if, and this is what I touched on in last week's episode, I'm wondering if these entities have the ability to just take on any form they'd like to um, you know, get the job done, I guess. And if they needed the car to stop or something, what a better way than put a giant bird in the middle of the road to stop the car or you know, whatever it is they need you to do. But I completely agree with you. Uh, there is some sort of strange correlation with these birds and missing time. And in, in fact, I'm rambling here, but no, uh, no it's fine. <laughs> a few weeks after this call was submitted, I received another one in Pennsylvania of someone that saw a gigantic bird and had a few missing minutes. It wasn't a big chunk of time, but they uh, were watching the bird out the window. And when they came to or realized what was going on, like 20 minutes had passed. If I'm remembering this correctly, there's hundreds of calls, so I have a hard time keeping them all straight. But uh, there was some sort of strange correlation with that as well. Awesome. Well, well, thank you for, for, for giving us that audio to discuss and everything. That, that was really cool to talk about sure, that sure. and everything. And like I said, apparently the slightest provocation, I will instantly go full-on conspiracy discussion. So... <laughs> It's always good to to indulge that for me every now and then, but no. It, I didn't realize you had tinfoil hats to hand out. Otherwise, I probably would have <laughs> took one for the polites question. Oh uh, no, it's it's fine. Like, like I said, I, I I love listening to podcasts involving this. I love you know reading stuff up on this. It's it's just it's kind of one of those fun you know. It it, it makes you think. I get. I guess for for me, it kind of makes 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 me think about the world in a different way. It's. I mean, do I believe all of it? Eh. It's just makes it, it it's interesting to look at I guess the human condition or the world we live in through possible these paranormal events that that everyone seems to report and it's also very popular now too to have stuff I mean to talk talk about stuff like that so why not finally <laughs> <laughs> after after 30 some years of me you know talking about all this stuff it's finally cool it's finally paying off and everyone doesn't think I'm that crazy <laughs> Still yeah, crazy, yeah. not that crazy. No, I have a show when I talk about this stuff, and people <laughs> listen to me. It's insane. I know. All right, I've got one final report from listening to your podcast that I just wanted a short little thing on, because this one is one that I, I would feel completely like I, I did not do my job of having you on and talking to you if I did not mention this one. Explain the grasshopper. No, no, sorry. Explain <laughs> the giant insect to our fans well well as as the caller described it i think she described it as a grasshopper uh basically that call is from bonnie who i think is in she might be in nevada as well i, I have a hard time keeping everyone straight but um she's area taking 51. a jog early one morning yeah area <laughs> 51 there you go um she was taking a jog early one morning uh with her dog and she come around a corner and standing under a light post was a 15-foot, uh, what she called a grasshopper, but later described it more as a praying mantis. So I think maybe yeah. she mixed up her insects. But um, 
basically it was a 15 foot praying mantis that was just moving its arms up and down over its head. Um, and her dog barked at it first. That's how she saw it. And so the, obviously there was something there. She wasn't just imagining that there was a creature there. The dog you know, noticed and, and took action. So I thought that was a, a valuable piece of, of evidence right there. But at any rate, she stayed and looked at this thing for a few minutes. She said she wanted to know what it was and even walked a little closer. And uh, she never never could figure it out. So when the call came in, I had heard things about mantises, you know, uh, yeah. as an alien species, not as uh, an insect. So I did some some digging, and it turns out that there are a lot of reports of people seeing, um, like five to fifteen foot tall mantis figures that basically just look like a praying mantis, only bigger. Um, and a lot of them are abduction cases. Uh, I know I played one on the show where the uh, the mantis showed up in her bedroom and abducted her. And during his presence, or because of his presence, the electrical uh, system in the house, which had been down, like the entire wing of their house had no electricity, suddenly came back and lasted for weeks, unexplainably. So it's weird. It's a real weird thing. And, and in fact, uh, another TV show we could talk about is... Monsters and Mysteries in America. I'm not sure if you're familiar with I that. I have on. not gotten to that one yet. It's, um... Sadly. It's, uh, like Monster Quest Light, I guess. It's a little more cartoony, I think. It's it's interesting. You'll learn some interesting things. But they did a segment on the Mantis Man as well. Hmm. Um, and I believe that sighting was in... Somewhere on the East Coast, in, like, New England. And the guy was fishing, and he saw the Mantis creature, and then the government showed up soon after Ooh. and locked down the area. So, you know, had the black helicopters and everything. So the, perhaps if this thing is real, it's somehow connected to the military or the government or some secret agency that we need tinfoil hats for. I'm, I'm sorry, just imagine just the government agents showing up with like a giant, like, bug catcher, like a giant, like, oversized <laughs> bug catcher and the oversized thing of spray. They're just kind of wandering around, like comically large, by the way, comically large of both of those going like, we're going to find this thing. Bug, one of those bug lights from the 80s that yeah. glowed like purple or whatever. Yeah, yeah one, one of those, someone holding up one of those too, just wandering around a field. It's like, what are they doing? <laughs> but yeah, that was a real weird call. I, 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 I tend to believe her though, because I, I, it's, it's one of those, it's so strange that why, like, how would you make something like that up? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, I would be remiss if I did not also give you the opportunity for f people who are fans of the paranormal. But I, I would like to give you the opportunity to have the floor for a minute. And by all means, I know that you have your show, but there's also something else some people might be interested in as well that you do. Yeah. Earlier this year, I started a company called Cryptid Crate. It's, um, a monthly box subscription for fans of the paranormal and cryptozoology and that, that sort of thing. The things we've been talking about this entire episode. <laughs> so basically, you know, it works like any other subscription service. Uh, you pay your, your fee per month, free shipping, by the way. And on the first of every month, you get a box filled with T-shirts, books, DVDs, artwork. Um, I got a bottle opener in the last one. Like, who knows what's going to be in this stuff? And, you know, the value is at least double, but sometimes almost triple of what you pay. So it's definitely worth, uh, worth the cash if you're into collecting this kind of thing. Awesome. 
And if people want to, well, if anyone listening to this has a report to make or wants to hear more from you, how, what is the best ways to do that? Well, they can call the hotline, which is always open 24 hours a day. The number for that is 888-608-NIGHT. That's 888-608-6444. And basically, like I said at the beginning of the show, you just leave your call in the form of a voicemail. And, and uh, you know, if, if you run out of time, there is like a five-minute time limit. So if you run out, you call back, and I'll splice everything together for you. But um, you can also email me at monstersamonguspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website, which is monstersamonguspodcast.com, and click on the Report Your Sightings tab, and you can fill everything out 100% anonymously there. I will have no clue who you are. (laughs) Well, awesome. And we would both like to thank you very much for being on our show. For our, um, the, the, the leading one right now is Zingtober. For the name of what we this October <laughs> thing we're gonna do every year is gonna be called. So, by the way, I think I mentioned it on the show, but it was a listener suggestion that that's what we should go with. So I am not being conceited by using that again. So thank- <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. See, see, we're getting more validation on it. It's 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 <laughs> it's, it's gaining steam. That's that stock is on the rise. So you thank- can't you can't go wrong when you mix your title and the and uh, October. You just can't. I no. guess. Monsters Among Us October uh, or Tober. October Among Us. October Among Us. Uh, No. Yeah. See, I can't. can't We need to workshop that. We need to workshop it. (laughs) Well, Well, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really do appreciate it. And uh, uh, always happy to talk cryptids. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. We're going to go to a quick break. And when we come back, more Zingness. Welcome back, everyone. That was... I, I felt like we could probably have gone for another two <laughs> hours discussing oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, if, if it's not obvious to you guys, we are. But I'm I'm definitely a fan of, of all of that and love discussing it, love listening to stuff about it, as much as I love comic books and all the other fun stuff that we talk about on here. So given the opportunity to discuss it, I go hog wild on it, so... It's definitely a lot of fun, and he was and Derek was such a great guest to have on. It was so enjoyable to have him on discussing something that he obviously enjoys, and and his podcast is so much. I like as I said numerous times on here. I I am a fan of it, and I do enjoy listening to it. So definitely check out Monsters Among Us, and if you're interested, check out Cryptid Crate as well. If you're into cryptids, it's a great way to get cryptid cri- cryptid stuff right to the <laughs> cryptid stuff cri- right cri- to. Cri- cri- <laughs> Cryptid, cryptid stuff right to the front of your door, That's doorstep. Right. Cryptid stuff to your doorstep. Just trying to see if I could tongue twister that anymore, but no. Like I said, a lot of fun. Thank you so much for that. Um, before we leave, we have a big announcement that will probably be more revealed next week. Uh, pay attention to Twitter, stuff like that. I'm sure it will get leaked out on there, but it is, it is, it is all positive that that announcement so 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 definitely keep an eye out for that but we have something else that i want to take a moment to and i don't think we're going to be able to give enough thanks for this if you are listening to this the day after it comes out this will be coming out on of course monday the 16th of october but if you are listening to this on the 17th of october we have a this that would be we officially have been doing a podcast 
for over a year. That is the date that our first podcast went Yay. up. The episode is called So It Begins. The audio quality on it is not that impressive. Um, we were just starting Happy out. Happy Zingiversary! Yeah. D- oh, so so you're just gonna we're, we're just we're just gonna continue to put Zing in front of everything. Exactly. Or this at the end of everything. Right. All right. But no. Um. I I, I mean I I think I think we're gonna have a quick. Sorry. If you wanna if you wanna skip the rest of this, it's perfectly fine. We're me, me and I are gonna have an emotional moment. I think we can, I think we can both say that. I don't think either of us imagined we would be where we are now with this. We have done so many amazing topics and discussed so much stuff. And we've met and been in contact with and worked with so many amazing people, interviewed amazing people, discussed stuff with just so many amazing people no i was gonna say other podcasters (laughs) like there's so many podcasts that have helped us get here and and and, and helped us throughout the year and it's just it it is definitely there was a learning curve and i've we learned some valuable lessons on stuff like our audio quality has definitely hopefully improved since then um we've switched services technically halfway through to have a better service to get better con to get the content out you guys in a more better way but i I, I in in lieu of doing a just entirely extra episode, I think we both are kind of patting each other on the back real quick for our our, our one year down, and we have so much stuff planned for the next year. Um, we are very excited. Um, I guess I'll take this opportunity to announce two things, if that's okay with you, Ellie. Sure. As you know, our Star Wars stuff is going to come to an end. Not to. Not to say we're not going to discuss Star Wars stuff anymore. That we'll, we'll still discuss Star Wars stuff. But as for our year celebration of the movies and the entire genre of Star Wars, that is coming to an end, sadly, once Last Jedi is out in December and we do our review discussion of it. But we will move on to then discuss the Spider-Man trilogy. Yes, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. That had, you know, the Green Goblin, Doc Ock, and the third one. We're going to move on to doing that as sort of a break for us to do that starting in January. So that will be January, February, March. But then come April. Ellie, what will we? What movie series will we be starting in April? As I grin from ear to ear, the Harry Potter series. Yes, we will be doing the Harry Potter movies. Yes. We will we will probably discuss the books here and there, but we are focusing on I'm going to say not probably. You can't discuss Harry Potter. I'm just and saying not... we're, we're we're not doing a compare and contrast. I know, we're I'm doing just saying, a We will talk we will, about the books. Though. We are focusing on the movies yes. with mention of the books. Yes. So look forward to that in the coming coming year for us um like I said, we've, we, we've been sitting on this announcement for a while. This is something that we have planned out a long time ago. We just were trying to make sure that we, you know, we, we wanted to decide on a quick, on a set of movies to do in between to break it up because Star Wars was fun to do, but jumping from Star Wars to another long series, we, we, we wanted to break it up with something else real quick. And we figured the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans would be awesome, but I know Ellie is very very excited about being able to discuss Harry Potter. And oh, after yes. that, who knows where we go with Zingness for our movie <laughs> stuff. So definitely look forward to a lot more content. I mean, we're going to still put out some great content over for the next year. Year, year. year two is now under the way. And we cannot be more excited. And we cannot be here without you, the listeners. Um, we cannot thank you guys enough. Your feedback, your 
your comments, your tweets, your everything. We we I cannot express how much we enjoy talking with you and having you guys there listening to our stuff and building a very geeky little community of ours. Oh, they grow up so fast. All right, so with that being said, um definitely check out Monsters Among Us. Um like I said there's another announcement, but that's for next week and um Wednesday we will be having an episode out discussing Star Wars canon discussion. So that's a lot what? of fun. Um some clone actually a lot of clone wars and a lot of rebels discussion in there. So definitely check that out. That is with the very talented and very nerdy Marie Mayhew from the Mad Scientist podcast. And there might be another episode sneaking its way out with me discussing some Star Wars theories. And I'm warning you right now, I'm probably going to spoil stuff. So that is an episode I'm going to say don't listen to if you don't want uh, Star Wars spoiled. That will probably be out on Friday. So by all means, I'm going full-blown spoiler on that one. So definitely check that out. Um, We'll, of course, be back next week with more Halloween-y goodness. And also, our read this is we're going to be doing a special copperhead coming back episode which will be out next wednesday when the newest issue of copperhead comes out so check that out gonna be a guest filled episode so yay cannot wait for that um with that we need to wrap up this show ellie what are some of the best ways to find us podbean you can also find us on tuned in now tune in now I, i got us back on there um apple Podcasts, and how many star review do you leave us on apple podcast please a five star review we greatly appreciate it. it helps out the podcast um you can also find us on google play and stitcher facebook like our page that is of course zing this you can also find us on twitter where you can tweet at us and we love getting some tweets and conversating with you guys so at zing this for twitter on Instagram, it is at Zingness Podcast. Podcast. Yes, yep. there we go. And you can also find us, of course, on Twitch, YouTube, and if you want to contribute to the podcast directly, you can, of course, go to patreon.com slash zingthis. And finally, if you want to email us, it is zingness at gmail.com. Uh, big thanks to Chris Zinger, who does our logos. Another thanks to Aaron for our sound effects. And finally, DJ Golden Boy. 89. Play us out. <laughs>